Tuesday, July 18th, 2023. How's your day going? You looking forward to it? Or perhaps you're at the end of your day and you're having a cocktail to uh, what's eating kale. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, as long as it's post noon where you are, and you know, I don't even know why anybody even comes up with that stupid. Well, you can't have a drink until noon. I suppose you can have a drink whenever you want, <laughs> right? People go to brunch and they have. I guess it doesn't even have to be brunch, but they have mimosas and um, bloody marys. Seem to be like a breakfast drink of champions. Um, just one moment, please, while I sip a delicious sip of coffee. I apologize for that, but uh, I realize it's been a while. Coffee's getting cold, and you're not worth my putting that off. Anyway, um, I got to be honest with you. I'm excited about the lottery again. It is uh, it's over a billion dollars Powerball. <laughs> Hard not to love this. I just, I love that, uh, you know, people complain about how much tax they're taking. But we have this thing, right, like that just... Here's a bunch of money. People keep putting money into it, and if you win, you get it all. Um, you know, I get that people get addicted to gambling, and there's trouble with that, I, and I'm not taking away from that. As long as you're not doing it because, oh, my God, I have to, I, and I think I'm going to be the one, and it just, at the end of the day, it's an entertainment vehicle, and it is really fun right now. So what does a billion dollars mean? A $1 billion jackpot means that there is a $516,800,000 cash option. I've listened to my podcast back over again because I put chapter markers in, and I screw up the numbers all the time, and I apologize for that. Um, after taxes, you'd receive roughly $286,048,000. Not bad. That means if you were to stick that in the bank and you were to earn 8%, interest not you, you could just live on that you wouldn't even need the interest right like how would you ever go through 286 million dollars now i mean i know you could and i know there's people who go, oh you just watch me well okay if you're an idiot right like oh, i bought a you know a hundred million dollar yacht well you dumbass you could have rented one for the amount of time you're probably going to use it, unless you're going to live on it. Even then, dummy. Anyway, uh, $286 million. If you had that in the bank, earned 8% interest, $50,157 per day. Per week, $352,060. I don't like it when, they're, when they have zeros in the middle. Uh, down to sixty dollars. I don't like that. I should just say three hundred fifty-two thousand. Um, per week you'd make three hundred fifty-two thousand dollars. Three hundred and fifty-two thousand dollars. Um, per month it'd be one point five million dollars. And per year, in interest at eight percent interest on your two hundred eighty-six million dollars, you would earn eighteen point three million dollars. If you took the annuity option, you'd make about twenty-five million dollars a year for thirty years. Actually, it's closer to twenty-six million. Um. 
you know, that's just when when it's this big. That's what she said. <laughs> when it's this big, though, you can do now. You really can do anything. You're gonna have a home or two. You can travel anywhere you want, private plane if you like. You don't have to do those things, but you could. All the great things you could do for family and friends. You got to control that stuff, though, let me tell you. Don't let them be telling you what to do. Uh-uh. Give them an allowance or something like that. Give them, you know, something that'll last for a while. Because you give them a couple million, they're just coming back for more after they blow that. So, And then that just gets ugly, right? So, I, I mean, just you could, this is where Warren Buffett years ago did a thing with anybody who's got, I think it was like more than two or four billion dollars. They should give away half of their fortune. I'm like, what are you talking about? If I had that kind of money, I wouldn't be giving away half. What would it matter? I mean, honestly, I, I'm, I'm the first guy that wants more. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not one to say that everybody's owed something. I'm just saying that. If I had $4 billion and I gave two away, what, what, what would be the difference? It wouldn't be like, I'd be like, oh, shoot. I'm not going to be able to pay the electric bill this month. I mean, come, come on, man. So I, I get what he's saying and he's you know trying to do a good thing. I get that. It's a little altruistic for my taste, but... Um, I, I get it. And if there was this cause out there and I was behind it, I, I don't know that I would hesitate to do something like that. With $286 million, I wouldn't give away half of that. I mean, but you could give away some. And it wouldn't, it, I mean, look, you're going to make $18 million a year just in interest or you're going to have $25 million a year in annuity. You can give away half a million dollars and not even notice. Um, anyway, that's just, that's the beauty of a lottery. Time for the joke of the day. I need, to, do I need theme music for the joke of the day? I don't think I do. No, nah, because then I can't do the, the sneak attacks. I like the sneak attacks. Today is not a sneak attack. Today is a, just a point blank dad joke. Um, and these aren't meant to be dad jokes. They're just, one-liners typically are, <laughs> just are. Um, so today's, today's is <laughs> really a dad joke. What did the cucumber say to the pickle? You mean a great deal. I just screwed that up. I screwed it up. You don't mean a great deal to me. What did the cucumber say to the pickle? You mean a great deal to me. I wrecked that. I'm so sorry. I'm just, I'm I'm not re-recording it. You can hear my mistake. I don't care. This is, I I need to get through this. (laughs) I just, at the end of the day. It wasn't a good joke anyway. I didn't like that one. Why did I pick it? Apathy. Um, what am I grateful for today? Uh, I'm really grateful for a good productive Monday, which I had yesterday. And the reason I like that is because it really sets up the week and it makes me energetic and it makes me feel like, you know, I'm really on a roll here. Let's keep it going. Um, some Mondays get so disjointed and you get, you know, something that throws you off. And then at the end of the day, you're like, God, I went down a rabbit hole. I didn't get anything done. And it just kind of feels like then the rest of the week is like that. Yesterday was productive. So there's hope yet that this week will all be productive. I'm grateful for uh, the time to be active and exercise, which is something a little bit new for me right now. Um, 
I'm grateful for everything I have. Uh, and don't get me wrong, wanting more is not a bad thing. I, I, don't, I don't agree with those who are like, you should just be happy with what you have. Just be, I, I'm not that way. And I don't feel like I'm doing anything wrong. I, I aspire to do more and to have more. You know, if I could perfect my house, I would perfect my house. If I could build another perfect house, I would build another perfect house. I would. It's not because I want more. It's just because I want to do that better. Um, do I want better? Yeah. Yeah, I want a better, yeah, 100%. Whatever, you name it, I want it. I, and I don't feel guilty about that. It's a driver. And I don't, I'm not like upset that I don't get it. I, I will not regret those things. If I, if I died today, I wouldn't be like, oh, I never got that car I wanted. That's not, that's not the thing. But aspiring to have a cooler car or you know a newer car with newer technology, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, if I did have regrets, though, if I died right now, I would probably have three regrets, I think. One, that I didn't take better care of myself. Um, two would be uh, that I didn't make amends with anybody I wronged or hurt along the way. There might even be people I don't know. You know, just, I, I don't. Um, there might even be people that I do know that I know that I haven't made amends with. Um, I would also regret any headaches that I left behind. You know, that somebody else has to clean up. Like, oh, now he's got all these bank accounts with all these businesses and, you know, and somebody's got to figure all that out. I feel bad for all that stuff. And one of these days I just need to to really sit down and make sure that I leave as little of that behind as humanly possible. Um, Don't forget to be grateful and tell people that you're grateful for them if there are people that you're grateful for. It's part of the show we call What's Eating Kale. Just simply things that confound, gnaw, or interest me. I said that all backwards. Things that interest, confound, or gnaw at me. Glad I can entertain me. Um, today, I you know, I honestly, I think about this all the time. Um, I think about quotes that I've heard over the years that really resonated with me. Um I, I love a good Mark Twain quote. Um, you know, those quotes that we've heard throughout history that really uh, re- resonated with, you know, even the whole country at times. Um, philosophers that really understood being a human and, you know, lived thousands of years ago and the, the things that they say are like, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt in that. And they say it in such an eloquent way. I love that. I love it. Um, so I'm going to read through a bunch of my favorites today, uh, just because it's been on my mind and I think of them all the time. And, uh, I, I think a lot of people like quotes. Um, I, I'm just thinking of one right now that's not on my list. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to botch it up just cause I'm going off script. Um, uh, yeah, I think we've seen some politicians do this in the past. Um, the, the one quote that I like is, and I'll, I'll paraphrase because I probably won't get it 100%. Right, But Ray Dalio in the book Principles says, um, don't get so lopped up in being upset about the way you want things to be that you miss the way they really are. And I see people do this all the time, including myself. But I mean, I see people live in anger over that. They live every day pissed off that 
they think something should have gone the other way, and then they don't actually deal with the way it really is. Um, I do it typically in moments, and hopefully I, you know, well, it doesn't really. I always have to, in my mind, I you have to recalculate, you know, if things don't go the way you think they're going to go or they're not the way. You know, I lived a year or two during the recession like that, you know, just regretting that things weren't the way they were. And I wasn't sharp enough at the time to, to say, well, it doesn't matter. This is what you're dealing with. Go get it, you know, go figure something else out. Um, all right, so let me read through some more of these. It's better to keep your mouth closed and let people think you're a fool than open it and remove all doubt. That is a Mark Twain quote. So are most of these. I, I, I make notes of great quotes all the time. He's got... Easily the biggest number of quotes. So I'm just going to read a bunch of Mark Twain's. This is one of the, this, this next one changed my life. I swear to God changed my life because I was always saying what I thought I needed to say. I, I was, when I was in my twenties, I would tell everybody how great everything was and how great I was doing and just wanted to portray this picture of somebody who was successful. And at 20, I don't know how successful you could be. Um, but I, I would say all the things, oh, I'm doing great. It's, you know, making good money and I do whatever. Um, and then I read this book and this quote was in here. If you tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything. And I love that quote. And it just dawned on me that, you know, nobody's like, <laughs> nobody does this well. If people aren't seeing your bullshit, uh, you you still are bullshitting. And then a couple months down the road, you have to remember that you told them that you're doing so awesome and you know, how you were doing awesome. And it's a mess. When first we practice to deceive. Um, here's another Mark Twain. It usually takes me more than three weeks to prepare for a good impromptu speech. That is such a great saying. Um, there's another paraphrase one that's similar to that. Um, and they some people attribute it to Mark Twain others to you know Benjamin Franklin or something like that. Great writers regardless. And somebody had written in a letter, I'm sorry this is so long. If I had more time, it would have been shorter. And it really is. I mean, if you've ever written in a long email and you go back through it and you're, you wind up taking out a whole bunch of stuff and you're like, ah, oh, I don't need to hire to said that. You know, like you, you edit. Uh, another good one, uh, do the right thing. It will gratify some people and astonish the rest. It's another Mark Twain. These are almost all Mark Twain. I shouldn't. Uh, courage is resistance to fear, mastery of fear, not absence of fear. Mark Twain. It's a great one. There are basically two types of people people who accomplish things and people who claim to have accomplished things. The first group is less crowded. Mark Twain. <laughs> this is, in my opinion, the next one is the epitome of who I believe Mark Twain to be. He was a mischievous guy. He was a funny guy. He was a smart guy. Um, not great with his money. Um, but this, this is such a great quote. Go to heaven for the climate, hell for the company. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I'm fond of pigs. Dogs looked up. Uh, yep, yep, yep. I'm fond of pigs. Dogs look up to us. Cats look down on us. Pigs treat us as equals. Winston Churchill. You can always count on Americans to do the right thing after they've tried everything else. <laughs> That's a Winston Churchill quote. And when we went a really long time without entering the war, I'm sure he probably felt that way. 
Um, a pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity. An optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. Churchill. Um, he is a wise man who does not grieve for the things he has not, but rejoices and rejoices for those which he has, uh, which I just talked about. And um, that's by Epictetus. And Epictetus uh, makes me look like a fool for what I talked about earlier. But I, I, I love the way he puts that. Um, and I actually, I like that one so much I put it in here twice. Um, in any mo- <clears throat> in any moment of just, dis- what is going on? I, <clears throat> I'm stuffed up today. Um, I feel fine, but here comes the <clears throat> thing again. This has been happening to me for about a week, week and a half, where just suddenly, little, you know, a little stuff comes up. Uh, in any moment of decision, the best thing you can do is the right thing. The next best thing is the wrong thing. And the worst thing you can do is nothing. Theodore Roosevelt. I love that. I love it. I I get paralyzed sometimes by um, indecision and uh, can be guilty of not actually making a decision and doing nothing. Let's move on to learning from my mistakes. This is the part of the show where I can reflect on my mistakes and the mistakes of others to hopefully become a better person. Usually during this part of the show, I'm reflecting on my mistakes because I make many of them. Um, I do think it's somewhat healthy to at least be able to identify that you screw stuff up. Um, But the thing that I'm just starting to, you know, get a little bit more active, um, Start to work out a little bit more uh, in just in very light ways because I'm trying to build up to working with other people and not having them go through the part of me getting ready to work out. Uh, when I work out with other people, it's super intense and super hardcore and people are screaming and yelling at you and um, they get more out of you than you probably can get out of yourself, which is a whole other topic. But as I'm kind of gearing up for that, um, I, I just... I'm reminded that I need to remain committed through success and failure. I'm bad at both. Um, If I succeed to the degree I set out to succeed, I almost instantly lose interest. Instead of seeing how how much further I could go, it's like, yeah, all right, did that. Check, moving on. Uh, When Lisa and I first started dating, I told her that, and she said that made her nervous about being in a relationship with me. And I said, well, the good thing about love is that it's never over. Relationships are never, you never, you know, it that never ends because you you it's a different thing every day. And it's, you know, like you couldn't have a perfect relationship and be like, nah, I'm good with this. <laughs> See you later. You know, like that's it's just a different thing. Um, usually it's things that I'm trying that are um you're not really personal you know, like person-to-person relevant, like interpersonal, I guess. Uh, anyway, uh, I just, I, I lose interest in it. And if I fail, uh, I'm okay staying interested, but I immediately temper my expectations and my goals. Oh, you know, I didn't, I screwed that up. Maybe I won't be able to get to this point. Um, but I still keep going. And that's especially true if I don't immediately, like when I hit, a wall, if I don't immediately see a workaround, I really start to 
you know, rein things in. Um, but mostly if I do see a way around, I mean, I, that's just, that doesn't even register as a failure to me. Then, you know, I, I'm big on challenges. I like challenges. Um, but if I can't see something, I kind of put things aside like, well, I got to deal with the things I can deal with right now. And this thing that I don't know how to deal with, I put it on the side and I uh, don't work at it. Like, Or it's not even really that I don't work at it, but I don't have the same uh, passion for it because I've lowered my expectation and the outcome doesn't seem to be what I think thought it was going to be. And um, I just need to remember that nothing is impossible. That it's only impossible as soon as I say, oh, I can't do this. Um, if I'm hitting a wall and it doesn't seem like I can do the thing, and I'm talking purely physically uh, with my physical body, um, I just haven't figured out the solution yet. Um, so I'm looking forward to success, but I'm, I, I need to realize that this is probably years before I get to you know, maybe walking without the wheelchair and what have you. Um, that's a long road. Uh, certainly not going to happen in months. Um, it, it's just one of those things, and, and I need to be okay with that. If it happens in months, great. But, I mean, honestly, it's just it's going to take me a little bit to kind of get back into enough shape to let people push me as hard as they can push me. Um, so I got that to go for a few weeks, and then, um, you know, working – you know, they'll even have like a break-in period for me. Um, so let's call that a month and a half total um, before. go. When I first started working out with a guy named Brad Arnett, it took, I was so frustrated. It took like a month, month and a half. Seen him, I think, once or twice a week. I think twice a week. Before he even let me get out on the floor and go work out. And it was all stretching and, you know, rolling all my muscles out. Um, getting all the buildup, all the lactic acid buildup out. It, it, you could literally feel things popping as he would roll out uh, different areas of my body. It took, I, I swear it was over a month, and I was like, are we going to go today? Are we going to go today? Are we going to go today? And nope, nope, nope. And, uh, but I got further with Brad than I've gotten with any physical therapy or anything. Um, so we're, we're going to hit that again uh hopefully yet this summer. Uh, he gets a little busy toward this uh, late summer time of year with football teams and what have you. But uh, at any rate, that's the goal is to, to you know, get back on track and be in a hardcore uh, workout situation, hopefully here in the next month. Um, and I got to be ready for that. So that is the goal. And I hope that this thing that I'm learning about that, you know, like I got to, I got to, keep my eye on the prize and not change what the prize is change my approach potentially if I need to but uh, that is what's eating kale today coming up Ben and I are going to review the number one song on the Billboard Global 100 until then make it a good one <laughs>